What's going on, my beautiful people? We are here another Thursday. You know what that means. Another great day inside the Black Actors Studio. I'm your host, Danny Royce, and joining me today is an incredibly talented actor, photographer, and writer. You know him very well as Ronnie from the Showtime's The Shy. Don't move a muscle. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome. It's Thursday inside of Black Actors Studio. Thank you for joining us here. I have an incredible guest today. Uh, you've seen him in the Nick Treme, Lethal Weapon, as I mentioned before on The Shy. He's an awesome human being and very talented as well. The Black Actor uh, Actor Studio is very proud to welcome Natale Guma Mbaho Mwine. Thank you for having me. Welcome, man. How are you? I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks so much for including me in the I'm show. I'm so, yo, my pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. I'm so happy I, I can say the name and I feel <laughs> confident when I say it. You said it brought you back to your roots to make you Yeah, feel more, it does. Okay, great. It really does. I'm like, okay, love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can say this now. And go. I love what you're wearing. Talk Thank a little you. bit about that. Uh, I have a friend who's called uh, Bia Apparel. Okay. Uh, who made this for me, and uh, so I'm supporting his work. Nice. If you look him up, Abia Apparel on Instagram. Bia Apparel. Abia. Abia. A B I A H. Okay. Nice. That's yeah. dope. I might have. I might have to look at that and yeah, give me some of that. Yeah, hook you up. Uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being here today. Thank you uh, for the generous introduction. Oh, yeah. oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's it's well received and much much deserved, I should say. Yeah. Um, so I, I do have to uh, commend you on your performance in The Shy. Oh, it's wow. amazing. Wow. Um, I'm from Chicago. Oh wow! I am. <laughs> so well, that means even more because you know what you ultimately want is for someone from Chicago to feel like. Right. It speaks to them. Yeah, Because you want to sure. start from there, and then hopefully it resonates elsewhere. So right, yeah. That means the world to me. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. of course. And then we're going to talk a little bit, we're going to talk a lot more about that later on. Um, but first, I like to start off in the beginning. Where were you born? I was born in Hanover, New Hampshire, at Dartmouth College. My dad was taking his final exam from his undergrad. Really? And he was given the option to either postpone the exam, because they knew he was having his baby, uh-huh. or, you know get it done and you know so he said I don't I want to get it all over with now <laughs> <laughs> so I was born when he was taking his last, his last exam yeah oh wow yeah. okay wow and so how was that dynamic in the house with uh, your family do you have a close family or? yeah we were we went from Hanover New Hampshire to Cambridge Massachusetts because my dad was just finishing at Dartmouth and was starting up at Harvard Law School mm. so we were in Cambridge I spent my formative years in Cambridge Mass okay um yeah. There's a lot of history over there in Cambridge, yes, <laughs> right? Yeah, there is. There is a lot. Uh, and it was a really unique period of time. You know, when I think uh, Barack, President Obama's father was there at the time. There was a lot of mm. African immigrants who were coming in at the time. And were the first, my dad was the first Ugandan to graduate from Harvard Law. Wow. And I think they were bringing in, I think Obama's dad was one of the first Kenyans as well. Yeah. So that was a really unique time when Harvard was opening its doors and reaching out. That's awesome. To people across the continent. Right, right. That's amazing. And yeah. So how was your uh, relationship with your mom? My mom was great. I was just in Uganda less than two weeks ago with her. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I saw it on your Instagram, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I'll probably be back in about a week and a half okay. uh, to go spend a little more time with her between our filming um, of season three and two. Uh, so 
I'm nice. grateful to have her, to have been able to spend Mother's Day with her. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So she's still over there. Do you have yeah. you have siblings as well? I or? have three siblings, mm-hmm. uh, two brothers and a sister, uh, who are all in the states. Okay. Um, but all of my extended family is in Uganda. In Uganda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, teach me. Teach me where you speak. They speak Swahili over there, right? They speak Swahili. Okay. But me apana jua Swahili it means I don't speak Swahili very well. Oh, okay. Me apana Swahili. Okay. But Rinyankore, which is my parents' mother tongue, was my first language. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I grew up speaking Rinyankore, and then my parents sent me to daycare to like the first week of daycare. The mm-hmm. kid, the teachers were like. This kid doesn't speak English. <laughs> so, it's like, oh. <laughs> so my parents actually stopped speaking Runyankore to me at that mm. point because they realized I didn't know English because in the household we only spoke Runyankore. Right. And they split when I was about seven. So my my Runyankore is about the level of like a five-year-old. Oh, okay. I can, I can just get by. <laughs> yeah. but the more I'm at home, the more I... It's really it goes back, back into it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, I, I mean, it's... It's great to have you in here, too, because, you know, we talk about inside the Black Actors Studio in Hollywood and the diverse, the diversity and the the path that Hollywood's going, you know, right now it's it's amazing. We're seeing a lot more uh, people of color in in front and behind the camera. And so, uh, you know, sometimes we have that disconnect of, like, you know, the black community and the African roots. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just touch a little bit on that. Especially because you have like the roots there, and then you can hear as well in the shy, you yeah, know, and all that. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, there's like it's the glass half empty or half full because you look back into the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Marcus Garvey. There was a whole sort of repatriation. Right. Right. Um, so I think it's really it depends on like if you're optimist or pessimist, or, or half empty, half full yeah. perspective. Because there's been a uh, a direct connection to the motherland. Uh, whether people embrace it or not, right, or right? Whether people find pride in it or shame in it, mm. um, and I think we're at a really interesting point now um, because for the first time, one of the highest-grossing movies in the industry yeah. was an African superhero. Yeah, movie. right. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, right? It's baffling to think that that's that hadn't happened, and it's yeah. incredible to see to have witnessed it because I don't think people actually. Uh, expected that necessarily right, right. Um, and now there's like I think a series of other projects that have come on mm-hmm. that come along in those heels to try to replicate that mm-hmm. which hopefully I'll be able to get it yeah <laughs> yeah for sure right <laughs> I can see that happening yeah. um, did you have any nicknames growing up I did not have any really I didn't really have any nicknames I mean people would if they couldn't pronounce Ntare it might be Atari <laughs> uh, but Isn't, my, well, yeah, that's like a game console right Atari yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it, it didn't really stick. Okay. Um, so uh, my my folks instilled a great deal of pride in me because uh, Tore is the name of a king of Ancole. Mm-hmm. And my family, my father's line, is connected to the, the royal family. And we go back like to the 1500s. We can trace our family tree back. That That's far. amazing. And so uh, I was always instilled with a pride about the name. And so yeah. I've always insisted on, you know, even now when I'm, doing my work people were like uh, do you have to use your full name and I was like well yes. <laughs> you know why I like that embrace it and yeah. you know um, and no diss to folks who sort of abbreviate or change but I just feel like I wanted to embrace my ancestry and my roots and my full being and right yeah Right. So that, forward that. with that. And if it helps others who pronounce it 
right. feel even more connected <laughs> to the I motherland, do. then I'm doing greater things right. than just you know carrying my name, but helping others feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna get this down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, talk a little bit about your name too, because every every part has a has a meaning. Yeah, that I've noticed. Tare so, yeah. means lion. Mm-hmm. Guma means be strong. Mbaho means I am. And Mwine means I have God. I love that. Yeah. So it's hard to like kind of dismiss one of those. Right. right? Exactly. You got to either. <laughs> am have I going to get rid of I nothing. have God or am I going to get rid of uh, be strong? <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't choose between <laughs> those. Right. So um, how was schooling for you um, growing up? And did you did you have any like TV shows or movies or or um, actors that you really looked up to or? Yeah, when growing up, it wasn't so much. I wasn't drawn to TV and mm-hmm. actors. It was more musicians. Oh, okay. You know, like uh, everyone, I think my age wanted to be in the Jackson Five when you were, <laughs> there, you know, because those guys were the. Even I wanted to be in yeah. Jackson Five. <laughs> um, and you know, Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Or you know, the Commodores or mm. you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I think had more of an impact on me as a kid than okay. any TV show or acting. You know, actors did on my life. Gotcha. And even now, I think, um, even when I was like in grad school, or you know, anytime I'm working on a role, it's usually been through music that I feel more of a connection than I watch other actors or yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like music has been. Uh, uh, Duke Ellington said, "Music is his mistress." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like music, in a way, has been sort of like my mistress in a way, in terms of that's been sort of like the. The place where I go to get the fix, nice you know, creative fix. Right, it's it's a um, it's a what is that uh, a language, a world language that yeah. you know everyone can relate the to. Universal and language. Universal language. Yeah, thank yeah. you for. <laughs> I was like, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, and so, um, did you when you started getting into acting? Um, that was in on the East Coast, right? Yeah. And you went to. I went to University of Virginia in, for undergrad uh-huh. um, and studied also at the Royal National Theater in London and went to NYU for grad school, and then we also studied at the Moscow Arts Theater in Russia. Oh, wow, okay. So, yeah, someone who hated school, I felt like I, <laughs> I was really, like, went through all the schools I could possibly go through. <laughs> what, and what, what really just turned you on about, about performing? Um, that's a good question. I don't know that... Um, uh, turning on is there's like a I think it's like a magnet mm. um, that something that I just was drawn to that, that pulled me without me being aware you know right. seeing that that's what I wanted to go through just like there's something that sort of um, the calling it was like yeah I don't yeah. want it to sound too mystical or whatever yeah. it, wasn't, <laughs> no, it was more like it wasn't something where I was like I'm going to be an actor right. I'm going to be like yeah right. it was just like all of a sudden I found myself like auditioning for something that I never thought I would like a third grade Peter Pan <laughs> production I was like it was like an out of body experience because I found myself doing something that I wasn't thinking I would be doing oh okay yeah um, and in a similar way even like the show or even with Ronnie playing Ronnie it was like it was something I was terrified about doing in the mm-hmm. beginning and didn't think I was right for but something that was like a challenge right. that sort of drew me in and I figured out how to maneuver but it wasn't like um Turned me on. If mm-hmm. anything, it was like there was a, 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 a fearful of the you know the idea, but somehow. Yeah, just, you just went and just jumped into it. Yeah, though. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing though. Um, is there 
I mean, first off, I, I do want to touch on your on your voice because you have a very distinctive voice. <laughs> was it was your voice always like that, or is this uh, <laughs> as aged? Or? I don't know. No, I, when I was in grad school, I remember they we had a voice teacher, and they sent me to an ear, nose, throat specialist. Really? They're like, something's up. Like, <laughs> you gotta maybe there's some nodes in your throat. We gotta right. go test. And so I went, and they did all the stuff. They're like, your voice is fine. Wow. So, like, there's nothing. I mean, because it, it's. It fits the character of Ronnie. Like, it just does. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just, it's a very distinctive voice. And I think, like, you know, like some, uh, I, I guess, like Samuel Jackson or like Danny Glover, they have those voices, like, okay, that's them. Like, yeah. you definitely have a distinctive, like. Oh, wow. Well, well, <laughs> cool. Thank so, you. Yo, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> I guess thank him. Uh, <laughs> right? Um, so. How was it uh, preparing for the role of Ronnie? Uh, because I, I, I've i seen that you had mentioned that you were actually uh, going to be the, the police. I'd guard. audition for that. I'd audition for the yeah. guard, yeah. And yeah. then they test you for Ronnie. So speak a little bit about that. Well, actually, I went in for Ronnie. Uh-huh. Um, reluctantly. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't think I was... I didn't think I was could pull it off and the oh, casting okay. director Carmen Cuba had cast me in the show The Nick for a role that I thought you know I could do in my sleep right and then when this came across on my table I was like huh how did she see me doing this and I literally just went in to say thank you for casting me in The Nick because that's given I've gotten a few straight offers from that and then she said oh I just saw you in Queen of Katwe you were incredible in Queen of Katwe and I was like but how is the Queen of Katwe role even close to Ronnie? Mm-hmm. Or even the role I played in the... So <laughs> I just did a sort of lackluster audition. She's like, did you read the script? I was like, I hadn't really had a chance to finish the script because mm-hmm. I was working on it. I was working on Lethal Weapon the yeah. day of the audition, I think. Okay. Uh, and before I got to my car, I got a call from my, my manager, uh, Lisa Gallant, and she was like, she thinks you did, you're right for the role but doesn't want to give you the submit the tape that you did mm. so she'd like you to self-tape and I never did the self-tape because wow. I was like they're just bull- you know yeah, yeah. they're just BSing me yeah. and, um, eventually I did it and I ended up going through four different auditions each one sort of in disbelief and then at the fourth one they said oh we'd like to actually test you for the detective okay. have you come and read for the detective and I thought oh I can totally yeah, detective. I played detectives before, yeah. <laughs> so I could totally nail that. Um, and I went in, and they said they wanted to test me, and then the last minute they changed it, and they said, no, they want to test you for Ronnie. Wow. And I, I was actually disappointed. Really? Because I, like, <laughs> I thought I had a better chance at getting the detective. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I thought I didn't have a chance at getting Ronnie. Right. And now I'm here telling you the story, which is just surreal. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's And uh, speak on that, too, because we do have, you know, there's quite a few... Um, uh, aspiring actors watching this and stuff, and we can get in our heads a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially talk us out, uh, talk ourselves out of uh, roles and audition situations. So, what's one thing that you really learned from that process? Um, I've said this before. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself again a bunch of times, but I sometimes I said, sometimes when you let go of expectations, you can experience the divine. Mm. So sometimes, if you get out of your way. Yeah. You can discover something new in another way. Right. Uh, and so for me, uh, that's exactly what this experience was about because I sort of had expectations of what the character should be or what I could do uh, and was basically shortchanging myself. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, you, 
you start to shortchange yourself because you've been shortchanged as well. Mm, uh, that's true. You've been given certain things that you could do, uh, your sort of certain type of roles that you do, and you sort of get used to that being your wheelhouse or comfort zone. But ultimately, as an artist, you want to do things that challenge yourself and scare yourself and grow in ways that you know would surprise yourself. In yeah. And so for me, um, Ronnie, uh, and being a part of the show, I think has not only challenged and surprised me, but I think a lot of people who were used to seeing me in a certain light. Uh, I, True. I did the show True May for four years, and I remember one of the executive producers uh, was working on another show, Bosch, and there was a, a character of a detective that mm. I wanted to play the part of, but he, he was so used to me in the role of Jacques on True yeah. May that he didn't think I could play the detective. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, I can totally play it. <laughs> so it was interesting, like, you know, because some people see you in a certain role. True. And it's hard for them to see you in something else. Right. Uh, so. That's so true. How, so, how was being on uh, uh, this set of Treme different from, like, because that was kind of like some uh, your earlier uh, yeah. work, right? And so, I mean, you've grown as an actor since then, I'm sure. And so what are the differences, like, on set? And uh, that was an incredible show. I mean, when the person I was talking about, Eric Overmeyer, who I'm still in touch with today, like I am texting back and forth, uh, and he's like one of those, one of the most prolific people in television, mm-hmm. um, and it's like the, like a saint. I look at him as like a saint because he was an incredible soul, just a person to be around, uh, and he had such a love for for New Orleans, and the show was created out of his love for New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's a sort of similarity in terms of the shy because the, the creator for the shy has a similar love for Chicago yeah. in the same way. Um, so it was really a gift to be able to work on something that someone is like a, a, a passion project. Passion project, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, how was it being on the set of Lethal Weapon and working with like uh, Damon Wayne and all that? Like Damon was so easygoing and yeah. approachable, and it was. I was like, you know, between takes, we'd be sitting there chatting it up. And I was like, I can't believe I'm here chatting it up with David <laughs> And he was just down to earth. I remember I was sitting out on, like, it was between takes, and, like, I was sitting out, like, on some deck or something. He came out, just like, hey, welcome to the show. And he was mm. so easygoing and nice. approachable. And I remember Get Out was just coming out. And uh, we were talking about Get Out. Because yeah. the trailer had come out. He's like, I don't get it. Is it supposed to be a... Is it supposed to be a horror film is it a comedy and I was like <laughs> I find it both right <laughs> so. exactly that's exactly what it was yeah. <laughs> both yeah. um, in, so how did you how did you feel like when he left the show because he, you know he wanted to go back to like doing comedy and stand up and things like that yeah so. well, it's a grueling schedule yeah um, and first the schedule is grueling but not, mm-hmm. not just the schedule but the physical demands of the show right. are also uh, grueling as well so I can understand how he might want to try to do other stuff that's you know it feels better with yeah. yeah yeah it was yeah I know it was shocked a lot of people though because they were just like especially people who were just hooked on that show yeah. they they expected him you yeah. know to do that mm-hmm. um, who was who was someone that you worked with thus far that really just had an impact on you um, that's a great question um, I feel really lucky to have worked with you know some of the people who are the, the best and brightest in their field from David Simon to Eric Overmeyer to um, uh, now I'm blanking on <laughs> uh, Soderberg, for yeah. example. He's another person I'm still in touch with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like 
I've been a fly on the wall for some of the most creative forces working in the small screen or big screen. Mm -hmm. And I feel really blessed to have, it's not been the actress, it's been really more the creators. And right. so I feel like really fortunate to have gotten a window inside the world. And what I've discovered really, part of that was that it's not, we kind of look at, we have this sort of messianic view of there's one person yeah. who's leading the charge. The screen, yeah. But like, David Simon has like an army of folks that he's working with who've been on the same productions moving forward. Right. Um, Soderbergh also has an army of folks that he's working with. And so you realize that it's just, it's, this is one of the most collaborative art forms. Right. And uh, although they have a unique vision, they also have uh, a pool of talent that runs deep that they run with. That's, mm -hmm. that, that's their pack. Right. Um, so that's also inspiring because, you know, for me, I feel like I'm still... I'm still aligning my, my team because yeah. I also have visions of creating other projects of my own, too. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll definitely want to talk on, on that a little later. Um, when you moved to L.A., mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the challenges that you, you met, like getting into the industry? And, you know, because obviously the L.A. vibe here is different than any other place yeah. in the country. So what are some of the things you went to? Um, well, I came from, I had done... My first gig in Chicago was playing the lead role at a uh, play at the Steppenwolf Theater. Mm. And I remember uh, that person I beat out for the role, like, was, like, a month later, was like, hey, I'm starring on this TV show. And I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. And I was happy for them and was thrilled to be starring in the show at the Steppenwolf. Then I was doing a play at Lincoln Center as well, and it was the same thing. Oh, I got this movie, the person I beat out. And I was like, oh, that's great. But I was still, like, struggling um, like, you know, when you do theater in New York, it's you're you're just scraping by, yeah. although, even though you could be starring in a show at the Public Theater, or, right? Or so I decided to come out to LA to do more film and TV work. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like, you know, it was a challenge just to yeah. transition from having lead roles in Lincoln Center or Steppenwolf or you know or at the Public Theater. Like, there was a the LA folks weren't really interested in, in the theater credits as much. Yeah, so exactly. I felt like it was almost like starting over again. Yeah, in definitely. LA. Mm -hmm. um, and it took a while to sort of get my footing and uh, get the ball rolling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What are some of the things that you did to like um, to network and get your get yourself out there? Uh, well, I'm also a photographer, and mm -hmm. I love being behind the camera as much as I do in front of it. And I would exhibit my own work mm. um, and. I would have gallery exhibitions at like local hole-in-the-wall galleries or places like the Hammer Museum, and uh, a lot of folks were starting to know me as a photographer, they're yeah. an actor, and, yeah. and I talked about once like how I was hired to photograph uh, the head of HBO's kids' birthday party, Chris Albrecht's oh, nice. birthday party. Uh, and it was like a bowling birthday party. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally like getting shots of kids throwing their whatever. And, and, but then at the same time, standing right next to the president of HBO. Right. Um, but I didn't tell him I'm an actor or that I had my MFA from NYU mm -hmm. or that I'd been starring in the public a show at Lincoln Center or at Steppenwolf. I just did my job, took the photos. And that time it was still film. <laughs> it wasn't digital. And did Whoa. it. And I just like I remember some friends were like, "You didn't tell him that you're, you know, you're an actor." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "I, I was just kind of like focusing Focus on, on what, what you were there. And that was it, right?" Um, so that was, you know, I, I, 
use my own creativity to try to survive. And so, you know, the photography was a way to do it. Um, I'd make tables, like light box tables. And really? Sell them. And yeah, so all okay. sorts of hit and miss things. <laughs> so, I mean, you use your talents in all facets. To, to yeah, I think much. that's the curse of being an artist. Like, you're right. forced to create regardless of what is happening. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's, uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, what is it? What are some of the things you do uh, to prepare yourself for an audition? Because auditions obviously can be very nerve wracking to a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on what the what the project is. Because yeah. some stuff that's close to you, it's it feels like it's a piece of cake and right. rolls off your back. Right. There's other stuff that's much more difficult, and you go in just like hoping it gets over quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and then now we live in a day and age where you have to tape yourself yeah so you have to make your own self-tape right so the hardest thing about self-tape is that you have to look at it yeah. before you submit it <laughs> and so so true so i find myself agonizing over stuff that you know sometimes it would have been done and you know done quickly if right. you just gone in and done it yeah um but the great thing about the self-tape is that you have to watch it and you probably you know, we'll do it over and over again until you feel good about Comfortable, it. Comfortable, yeah, enough yeah. to send it, yeah. So it's a, it's a, there's pros and cons. For example, what happened with a shy? Mm-hmm. If the casting director wasn't as great as she is and said, I want to give you another shot and just relied on the tape that she made, I wouldn't be here right. talking to you possibly. Right, but right. she thought I could do a better job if I you know, under the right circumstances, given my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gave me that opportunity. And I must have done a hundred takes of that audition. Wow. Because um, I was like, I had kept going over and over until I felt like least embarrassed by it. Yeah. <laughs> and then submitted that. Um, so uh, if you ever have the opportunity to self-tape, um, embrace it too, because it's a rare opportunity that you get. Right, and to I the act, to direct and edit to direct stuff. and edit, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of a lot of auditions are. I mean, there are a lot more auditions going that way, mm-hmm. just because it's. I mean, not only easier for you know the, the casting director and all that, but also like you can see a lot more. Yeah, you know, what I mean, um, but yeah, I do. I do enjoy self tape sometimes because <laughs> it's like. Do you, you self tape? I do self tape quite wow. a bit, quite a bit actually. <laughs> and uh, at first, it was kind of like you know one of those things where I'm like. Because uh, you know you want to be perfect yeah. and all that, but then after a while it becomes a little bit more uh, calming, mm-hmm. and you know you know what you learn a lot more about yourself. Yeah, than yeah. that route. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about uh, Ronnie's the audition because the audition scene was actually on season, uh, from season two. Right. Yeah, uh, they auditioned for season one. Season yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, because we hadn't shot. The scene. No, I'm sorry. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you haven't shot it. I mean, season one. Sorry. Um, that scene was a particularly hard scene, though. It was the scene. One of the audition scenes was when Ronnie is talking to Dead Kooky. He's mm-hmm. high on whatever it is, and he's talking to the hallucination of the dead the kid that he shot. Yes. So I had no idea, like, how do you play that? It's right. It's like, you know, I think of Robert Townsend, you know, the movie where he's playing the junkie. Like, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, what was the, yeah, he's like, man, I killed my brother. <laughs> you know, so I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be, you know, you could go too, it was too easy to be yeah. able to play it where it almost become a caricature. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you ground it, and how do you make it, you know, at the same time, um, otherworldly? Right. It was a sort of otherworldly moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's inebriated. 
So how do you portray that as well without making it seem like, you know, he's just like, you know, yeah. a junkie or... So it was, it was challenging, exactly. Was like, <laughs> right. Hey, man, I just need another hand. <laughs> so it was, I just didn't know how to play it. Yeah. And so uh, I had a friend of mine, uh, Kevin Carroll, who's a, a wonderful actor, um, who also auditioned for the part. Mm. So when I came to my third or fourth callback, I was like, you didn't get a callback? He's like, no, man. I, I was like, how's that? And so I helped, he helped me work on it. He goes, oh, it's like you were just playing it much simpler than I was. Mm. He was like, he said he was doing it bigger, and, and you know, I was really interesting that you know I hadn't, I hadn't thought about like, you know, the different scopes of colors that can be brought to it. But right. he was like, oh, you were playing it much simpler, mm. um, and keeping it much smaller. Right, like, yeah. right, and more uh, relatable, I'm sure as well. I mean, obviously from the from the scene we saw. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, an incredible scene, by the way. Um, Are there any, like, uh, challenges or uh, personal demons that sometimes bring up or come up through this journey uh, in this industry? Yeah, of course. Uh, Being the industry it is. I think (laughs) one of the examples is this show, this, you know, this process, because, you know, I was basically shooting myself in the foot. Mm, Yeah. You know? and. um, I had always wanted to do something that's going to challenge me and, and stretch me in ways that you know I could never imagine. And then when it presented itself, I was like, oh, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, so in the end, uh, you know, I became my own obstacle. Right. Um, but of course, there's other obstacles that you'll face that you're not you're in the industry that you're you know that are external and there's some that are internal mm-hmm. um, exactly the one that are internal you have more control over but the external ones you know, sometimes have to be like you know <laughs> try to go with the flow right yeah and you're in a you're in a great relationship right yes with your with your girlfriend oh married I got, I've got married, married since if you're talking about the uh, the uh, show the um, what's uh, now I'm forgetting blanking on them I, 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 Wendy Williams. Oh, Wendy Williams called me I, out. I did. I did see that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wendy I did Williams see that. called me up for not being married at the time. Yes. Uh, and since so, then, so since then, I've, we've, I've, I, you, you proposed and got, got married and all that stuff. Yes. When was that? Uh, last October nice. in Chicago. Congrats! Oh, in Chicago. Uh, yes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where was it in Chicago? We got married. We went to City Hall. We just did okay, it. Okay. Just kept it simple. Nice and, and simple, yeah. right? Thought <laughs> he with his simple ways. I love <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> simple goes far, guys. Yeah. Simple goes far. Um, Simplicity is a virtue. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank and you. so, how has everything been since then? It's been great. We just had our second child, who was born a month ago. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, Macheo, Nkuba, Coltrane, Mwine. Wow. Yeah. And what's the uh, what's the significance of that name? Macheo is means sunrise. Okay. And Kuba is the name of uh, a second king of Ancole from okay. the 1500s. Coltrane is one of my favorite musicians, John Coltrane. Oh, okay. And Mwine is my last Maybe name. Your last name, yeah. yeah. Wow. I love it. <laughs> Sometimes, you you know, it makes you look at your name and you're like, uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> it's not quite uh, meaningful, no. Uh, and my uh, daughter, my daughter actually was born... Um, February 13th, 
and I got the offer for the shy uh-huh. on the 14th. Wow. Like in the hospital, I got a call from my reps saying... That's inc- that's amazing. So... So every, like... My world birth. transformed yeah. in ways that I'm still digesting, right. you know, and will for years to come. Right. most, a lot of people might start associating me with Ronnie, and my world changed uh, becoming a father for the first time. Like, to have those things happen within the same 24-hour period, it's mm-hmm. like, you wonder, like... <laughs> I don't believe in sort of this cosmology, but like the stars aligning, I think it just it just seems too coincidental that right. something like that significant happened for sure in that twenty four hour period for sure. Um, and my daughter is named Imanzi Echo Mwini, and Imanzi means one who is fearless. One who's fearless. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. How was how was it being on uh, being with on Wendy Williams? Did she did she call you out so much? <laughs> like was well, was a good it was a good show. That, I, well, it's I think fun. she had online. You can check it out. But yeah. yeah, she's 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 uh, a hoot. So. <laughs> a hoot. <laughs> she asked me. Way. She's like, "Do you like to party?" I think, and I was like, "Oh, really?" I'm usually the designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'll, I'll remember that. I'll call you up. No. <laughs> um, so how's it working with, you know, uh, Common? I mean, I've been a huge fan for so long, obviously, in Chicago. And then, Lena, how is just being in that creative zone of theirs? Well, I've been, I feel really lucky to have been, had scenes and been, like, face-to-face with Common. Uh, and... He's one of the coolest people. Like he's really uh, multifaceted, multi-talented. Uh, at the same time, so grounded and down to earth. Mm. And he just came out with this great book, "Let Love Have the Last Word," yeah. um, which I've been reading. I was just actually listening to on the way over here. Nice. Um, and I feel really blessed because this show um, is anchored with Chicago creatives. And for me, being an outsider, to come in to have someone like that to be able to play tennis with, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, my game sort of felt, I felt like elevated. He helped lift me up for in sure. ways that I couldn't have done without right. him. You uh-huh. know? So I feel really lucky that, you know, uh, to have worked with him and gotten connected with him and, and been face to face, and we still keep in touch as well. And, uh, so I feel really, really blessed. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, and who, who, if you if you had a choice to to be on any TV show right now, um, what what TV show would that be? Well, I I'm not going to shoot the shoot the <laughs> hand that feeds me. <laughs> I feel really lucky to be a part of the shy. Well, yeah, for uh, sure. And I'm I'm really excited about it. Uh, season, uh, the next season. Did, did you get the the script and all that yet? For season three? Yeah. No, not yet. Okay. I haven't got the script for season three, but I did meet with the creatives for season three, and uh, they are as excited about the show as ever before, or more excited about okay. it. So I think you know we have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but I'm I really feel you know really lucky to be a part of it because. It's, there's nothing quite like it. Right. There is know? nothing uh, really quite like it at all. So I'm thrilled to be a part of it, and hopefully it'll continue running for years to come. Yes. But I, just to try to, not to avoid your, your answering your question, I did watch um, the latest season of Black Mirror last night. Oh, okay. 
And, ah. oh, man, if I could be on a yeah. on Black Mirror. Why not? <laughs> that would be a dream, because I love sort of mind-bending yeah. Yeah, definitely. work. Uh, yeah. Okay, for sure. I, I want to take a moment just to thank you again for, for joining us on uh, Inside the Black Actors Studio. And thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. And thank you also to AfterBuzz TV and Black Hollywood Live. Love you guys. Thank you for allowing me to bring these awesome guests into the studio every week. Um, and so I have some questions, some fun questions for yeah. you. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, if you had the opportunity to work with any actor, who would it be? Donald Glover. Mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah, no okay. question. And why? Man, do you have to but ask see, but why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for obvious reasons, but is there a specific reason? <laughs> I think he's one of the most creative forces out there, and actually I got to meet him at an HBO party mm, um, years nice. ago before before the show had dropped, before Atlanta had dropped. I think oh, it was okay. just coming out. And there was no entourage around him. He was just hanging out by himself and I just went up and said hello okay. and introduced myself and then from that on he just like right. skyrocketed right. Uh, but he's just really grounded down to earth no pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. he's you know he seems like chill but yeah, he's creating really the dumb. most radical work at the same right. time right. you know there's he's some like, people who are like, who are like uh, like a fly in the wall kind of. Right, that's he what I was He seems kind say. of like that. He's not like the peacock that's sort of parading around mm-hmm. trying to show off their talents. He's just kind of behind the scenes pounding out incredible work in so many different mediums. Right, yeah. yeah. So, His work speaks for itself. Yeah. He doesn't have to boast He doesn't about. have to do it. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, and so what's what's a uh, uh, one of your favorite words? One of my favorite words... Um, I guess now, right now, it's my son's name, Kuba. Mm. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'll give you that one. Okay, <laughs> that's a good one. It's still fresh, so yeah, it's, it is. It's a month ago, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so, what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word, I guess, would be no for right now. But mm. yeah, my daughter's saying no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so in that to, stage, huh? to find creative ways to you know. You know, do the Matrix move on the no, <laughs> and get her to do what she needs to no, do. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Even before you say anything, it's no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. What's well, something that turns you on, that gets you really going? Uh, I think one of the greatest things for me is uh, obstacles. Mm. Yeah. Finding an obstacle that seems insurmountable. Mm. I'm usually the one who finds, like... I don't try to shy away. I find I try to find creative ways to get around it. I think that's one of the most exciting things nice. for me. I like that. Yeah. I like that. What's uh, something that turns you off? Um, I guess uh, one of the things that would turn me off is fear and self-loathing. Mm. Yeah. I'll okay. put it on myself rather than putting on an external because right. that's something I can control. I can talk about all the externals that I don't like or turn me off, but, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll focus on myself for right now and answering the question. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a good thing to focus on. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, your favorite <laughs> craft <laughs> meal? Craft, craft meal? service, yeah, from craft services. Oh, from craft <laughs> services. I, I usually get some sort of, like, trail mix. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, Simple. Yeah. There you go, guys. There <laughs> go again. Coconut water and trail mixes, like, that's all I'll live off of, yeah. Nice, mm-hmm. okay. Um, what's a sound or noise that you love? Um, Coltrane, Love Supreme. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was just 
That's what also my son's name, Coltrane. Right, right. Yeah. Coltrane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything or Coltrane. Yeah. What's the sound or noise you hate? Sound or noise I hate? Um, that's a good question. I haven't thought about I was going to say, crying might be uh, pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) Crying is up there. But no, crying is like, is this a a form of communication? So I try to think about that. Like, you know, they're crying because they're not hungry. I mean, they're hungry or they're tired or um, it's the alarm bell. But yeah, uh, that hasn't got to me yet. (laughs) Um, I don't know. There's a sound that that turns me off yet. I guess it can be a tone and someone's voice sometimes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because sometimes a tone can speak more than the words. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um, what's, <laughs> without without necessarily saying the whole thing, you can you can just say the first word. What's your favorite cuss word, if you have one? Uh, I actually don't, I don't know that I cuss that much, because okay. right now I'm like trying to make sure that I'm right, around my kids. It. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know in the last... Um, I don't know if I have a favorite customer. <laughs> uh, so okay. kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of boring in that way. Okay, no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> let, you sli- I'll let you slide for that one. <laughs> um, if there's one thing you uh, had an opportunity to do, mm-hmm. travel, whatever it may be, and you could do it tomorrow, what would it be? Um, I might do it tomorrow. I no. might go to Uganda and oh. go with my camera in tow and shoot some footage for a project that I'm trying. I've been working on shooting myself. Okay. Um, but yeah, I love, as I was saying, being behind the lens. Yeah, yeah. And being on the road. And those mm. are two of like things where I feel at peace. Mm. Uh, I remember I was in Uganda, like shooting some project. Part of this footage, we were in a national park. And we were able to go on this game walk. We were able to walk through the national park. Nice. And some people were, you know can be scary because you're not sure what animals are going to come up. <laughs> right. So there was like a herd of z- zebra that were by and I so was beautiful. yeah it was like incredible wow. to be like with this herd of zebra and mm-hmm. like to be able to run after the zebra and <laughs> they filmed me running after the zebra in this like white suit. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see footage of this short or film that I'm doing where I'm in the white suit this is what I'm talking about. Oh okay. Chasing zebras. Chasing yeah. zebras. Yeah. Um, what profession other than your own would you participate in? Participate in mm-hmm. or do like you know, or you just devote yourself. If, yeah, uh, if you weren't doing what you do now. Uh, well, I guess there's a correlation between acting and psychology or psychiatry. Mm, yeah, it's something that definitely. I would be interested in as well. Psychology. Okay. Yeah. What profession would you absolutely not be associated? Um, uh, interesting enough, I went. To, you know, when they have like in high school where you can go be with a professional for a day or something, I went to my dentist's for a day. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could be not really in someone's a fan mouth of that. for the whole right for day after day. Or with feet. Yeah, that's yeah. not a good one. <laughs> Actually, feet. I didn't do that, but you're right. Yeah, feet, feet would be worse than that's mouth. So <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, heaven exists, and uh, you saw God. What would you like Him to say to you? Where is the light? Um, yeah, I would just, I would just guide me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and one last question. Um, next year, what do you see yourself doing? Why don't we make a plan to meet this time next year and talk about what's transpired? I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah let's do it. <laughs> yeah, because season let's three of the show will be out. Yeah. I already gave you a twist that they said. 
that, that the creators were thinking there was the most exciting uh, season they're looking forward yeah. to. So you can be the judge. We'll come back this time next year. I and love you it. say, we can replay the tape. Yes. And let's say, do it. was it or was it not? The audience can and all chime can, in. Yeah. They can correspond. Yeah, and you and guys decide. You can, yeah. yeah right. And you okay. can decide, too, because you will have watched it yeah, as well. I definitely will. Yeah. I definitely will. I'm excited. I, I wish you the best in everything that comes Thank your way. You. you deserve it. Thank you for having me Stay on the blessed. show. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you for coming in. Uh, it was great talking to you and learning and learning the side of you. It's oh, great. Cool. <laughs> cool. Great to have you inside the Black Actors Studio. So go ahead and uh, tell everyone where they can find you and keep up with you. Um, Beware of Time is my Instagram and okay. Twitter, although I'm not too active on that. But maybe if people uh, reach out, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll figure out how to work that stuff. But yeah, that's where I'm at on um, Beware of Beware Time. Of time. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. And then everyone, please keep a lookout. For The Shy Season 3, coming soon. I'm excited. Well, we still have one. I think when this airs, we'll still have the season finale. Season finale, yeah. Tune in for the season finale, The Shy, because they took it to a whole other level. For those of you who have been watching, you're going to be blown away by the yes, finale. I'm excited to see the finale as yeah, well. It's, I'm a, it's amazing. I mean, I see a little bit of home every time I watch it. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Great. Definitely. The good and the bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for watching. You can find me everywhere at I am Danny Royce. We'll see you next Thursday, same place, same time, inside the Black Actors Studio. Bye, guys. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.